And welcome to another edition of the Sportsway Podcast. I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Christian Mott. And we are your hosts for this podcast. And we are about, our next couple episodes are going to be about the NBA period. So right now we're just going to squeeze everything that we can into this episode. So uh, be prepared. And without further ado, let's get started with JFK's topic of the day. So we've been talking about, um, we haven't been really talking about baseball a lot in the history of this podcast, but let's talk a little bit about baseball right now. We have Ellie De La Cruz, a rookie for the Cincinnati Reds, had a cycle on Friday, which means he hit a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. Christian, very impressive out of a rookie. And a cycle is, a to do a cycle, it's really hard to do because it's doing a tri- a single, double, a triple, and a home run. In which case, Christian, you and I both agreed that a home run is easier than a triple. Yeah, because it's got to stay. Because a triple has to stay all the way down. In it has to stay all down in the park, and then you have you have to have good base running to get to third base. Yeah, like some some people might hit like. 40 home runs, but they only hit a couple, handful of triples a year. Mm-hmm. Triples are harder to come by. And then singles are easy. That's just a base hit. Doubles, you got to have a good base hit that you, and a good base runner. And that's how – but it, very impressive, especially from a rookie. I mean, you went, you'd assume they don't – rookies, I mean, it's like any sport, doesn't really have a lot of um, – didn't really have a lot of experience, and it's the seventh uh, cycle in team history, and it's the fifth since 1990, and first since Eric Davis accomplished the feat against San Diego on June 2nd, 1999. And De La Cruz wears the same number that uh, Eric Davis did, which is 44. Mm. So... Very impressive out of the Reds rookie. I mean, any any hit in baseball is kind of hard. Christian, I don't really talk, no, play baseball, don't know a lot of baseball, so um, I'd assume that uh, hitting a triple is very hard to do. So that I mean, not a lot to be said. Unfortunately, that wraps up JFK's topic of the day. Okay, now it's time for Mott's moment. And for Mott's moment, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of the trades today, or the the trade today, which was the Hawks send John Collins to the Jazz and in return receive Rudy Gay in a second-round pick. Um, this comes off after John Collins... Uh, who's been with the team for a while has had like a down year for the Hawks. Um, and a big part of this, as which is why we've seen like two or a couple of major trades already is teams are trying to get under or get better in their, um, their pay- payroll situations um, and their salary cap because of the new I don't know exactly how it's written or whatever but the NBA PA signed a thing which is basically going to make it harder for teams to sign a bunch of like super max contracts and like have a lot of star players I don't know exactly why but that's all I know so that's a big reason why Jordan Poole which we'll talk about was traded and also John Collins who had a big contract with the Hawks and also didn't play as well is is getting uh shipped for Rudy Gay in the second round, which some might argue is not the best, but uh now the Jazz ha- have to take on that contract. Why do you think people argue that it's not the best trade? For what? Um, because you said like it's not the, it's not the well, best. Well, Rudy Gay, he's a, he's a good veteran, which will bring good veteran presence, but he's coming off a year where he averaged five points a game, and John Collins. 
just a couple years ago was somewhere in like the high teens, like 17 or 18 or 19 points per game. This year he only averaged 13, which is why I said it was a down year. And he's basically known as like a lob threat. He, he's not the best from the three-point line. He's more of like layups. He's, he's an all right shooter. He's all right, but he's not the best. Yeah. yeah definitely had a down year this year. And so uh, in a second-round pick, like – very not very often do you get good value from second round picks, um, except for you know Jokic is like one of the exceptions. But most mm-hmm. of the time, for a second round pick, it's if you get a role player, that's just a bonus. So, um, trading away John Collins, I think one of the main things they did get a veteran, which is good. They did get a little bit of picks, but they got rid of that contract, which I think was the main reason why. Yeah, not the best. Um. So, I I mean, I think that, yeah, Rudy Gay's a little bit, he's a veteran, but he's kind of washed. Yeah, he's definitely, but yeah, he's definitely going to be a in that locker room, help Trey, help hopefully Trey Young learns from him and stuff. But yeah, and John Collins, just to add to what I was saying a little bit earlier, he, he was, he's going to get. Uh, seventy-eight million over the next three seasons, and if you're averaging thirteen points per game, uh, and he's not like a huge defensive guy, so his most of his production comes on the offensive end. And if you're only not averaging thirteen a game, that's not worth seventy-eight million for the next three years. Not, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Are you kidding me? So, is that it? Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, now I just want to mention real quickly uh, the the LSU Tigers won the men's college World Series. They won their game one in extra innings on a walk off home run. Then Florida whooped them in game two, and then LSU came back strong in game three and won that game, eighteen to four, to win the men's college world series for the first time since 2009. So congrats to the LSU Tigers. Um, go Tigers. So, uh, and they just came off of a big loss yesterday, right? Yeah. That's what I said. Florida whooped them. Yeah. So big, big response. Huge response. I know. And especially to win 18, four in a clincher. Yeah. Okay, Christian, let's get it. Let's get into before the draft. I want to talk about Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, you said there was a rumor that they the they had a meeting with the with the general manager. Was Chauncey Billups in that meeting? I'm not sure. Okay, but they think they think Damian Lillard's going to stay in Portland. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Who knows? I I kind of hope he doesn't because he. I mean. He's been loyal, but he's been too loyal. Yeah. Like, he, he just like, came off of averaging 32 a game. I know. Like, the, get the man on a winning ball club right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the headline. It says, Blazers committed to building a win a winner around Damian Lillard after meeting, GM says. So, I guess the general manager of the Blazers had a meeting with Damian Lillard and after that meeting, he he that's what he said. So, Dude. hopefully, it's not true. Hopefully, it's just like smoke covering what they they built it, but they've built around Lillard twice. They've never he's the only time they've been good is like earlier in his career when he's had like you know, he's he's had really good playoff moments, which is why a lot of fans and they made the Western Con- and they made the Western Conference finals that one year. I know that's why a lot of fans, especially me and Fitz, want to see him on like a contending team. We can see more playoff playoff Lillard, mm-hmm. and um, he just hasn't been able to do that with the team that's been built around him. Um, they the Blazers use a third pick on Scoot Anderson, which we'll get into a little bit later too. But that's a move, which is the smart move, I guess. But it's going to take some time, a couple of years, I'd say, for him to really get developed. And when you're in win-now mode with only a couple of years remaining and 
Willard's career, or I, I don't know how long he'll play, but only a couple of years left of really good basketball, probably I'd say, from Willard. You have to maximize it. And Scoot, like getting more young players is not going to help the team win now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you need a, and especially the, at the same position. Yeah. Like it's one thing if they, so let's say, let's say Scoot Anderson goes to the Hornets, Brandon Miller comes to the Blazers. Okay. Now that's, now that's better. That's better because it's not the same position as Damian Miller. It's somebody to help him out. And they have pretty good guards over there. They also have Anafree Simons. Don't forget about him. He, he's coming off 20 a game. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, he's a role player right now, but he can, he can he can ball when he needs to. Yeah, he's really underrated. I know. It's yeah, twenty a game. That's not. Those aren't bad. Excuse me. Those aren't bad numbers. Definitely not. Borderline playoffs. Absolutely, for sure. Um, but do you think like there's a difference between being loyal and too loyal? Would you call Damian Lillard too loyal to the Blazers? I mean. Would I, we saw, at the end of the day, we saw this. We saw this with Bradley Beal in Washington. Like he was, he was just with them forever and forever, and they were they were terrible. That was yeah. an example of being too loyal. Now he's with the Suns, and let's. I uh, agree, but I I put Damian Lillard on a whole different pedestal as uh, Bradley Beal. In what way? Some good years, but Damian Lillard has been like a face of one of the faces of the NBA for the. For the for the past decade, so I think it's different. But uh, to answer your loyalty question or whatever, I mean, at the I, we could sit here and say, yeah, he's been too loyal to the Blazers. But at the end of the day, he's gonna do what he thinks is best for him and what he wants because he obviously has well established roots in Portland. He's mm-hmm. lived in the city since he's been drafted. They took a chance on that him from. Uh, a small college, and he's been with that team. He's had good moments. He's had bad moments. And at the end of the day, he's made a lot of money. He's been lucky to have a long NBA career. And while we would want to see him on a contending team, if he's he knows he's already established himself as um, one of the best, the best trailblazer of all time, and if he's content with his career and staying with Portland, like, that's – you know that we everyone else has to be okay with that decision because it's his decision at the end of the day. I know, I know. I was so, just wondering if you thought he was being too loyal. Well, me personally, I'd say yes because as a fan, we selfishly want to see more more of him in the playoffs and more big time moments because you know at the Dame Dame time that's a thing, and Dame time in the playoffs would be fun to watch. But um, it, at the end of the day, it's his decision, and you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I think in some instances he's been loyal, but I mean, they've like it's not like they haven't gone anywhere in the playoffs. They, I mean, they've made it. They've advanced in the playoffs. Yeah. They've made it as far as the Western Conference Finals. So I went. Has he been too loyal lately? Yes, but like in his time in Portland. I mean, he's tra- He's worked. He's worked. I mean, he's worked his tail off to the city to get to the get to these long playoff runs. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. In some way, in some ways, I would just because he's going to a new team, new like new new feels, new vibes. But in some instances, that's. But in some instances, no, because he's going. He's going to a contending team, a team that's competing for a championship. Yeah, and I'd say there's still plenty of time for the Blazers to make trades and stuff, but I think it's much needed if they really want to build a team around him well, like they said they do, because for the past couple of years, they've said that they are trying to like build a team around him, but it hasn't happened, and they've been near the bottom of the West for a while now. I know. I know. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to see, just because he's been so loyal and – he hasn't gotten much in return. The last time we saw them in the playoffs, was that in the bubble versus the Lakers? No. 2021, they lost in six in the first round of Denver. Really? Yeah, and then Denver got swept to that next round. The Blazers? Yes. Blazers lost to Denver in, in 2021. 2021. In I remember them getting sweet by the Lakers. 
No, they lost to five. They lost in five against the Lakers. They shot the Lakers in game one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So, um, all right, let's get into the draft. Wait, before that, I want to put you on uh, in the hot seat, okay? Oh. Can I, I heard let's this. Do it. Let's I do it. Let's do it. I heard this topic earlier today, but if the face of the earth is on is on the line, what's your starting five to win the basketball game? To, to win a basketball game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at point guard, we got Steph Curry. Shooting guard. Um, ooh, I might. You might have to come back. You might have to come back up at shooting guard. Um, small forward. Ooh, after his playoff, after his playoffs, probably Jimmy Butler. This is all time. This is all yeah. time. Though. Oh, oh, all time, all time. Okay. Hey, that's a good idea, though. Let's do all time then. Yeah. Time. Oh, I thought you meant current. Okay, do all time first, then we'll do current. Oh, without with pleasure. Point guard Magic Johnson, shooting guard Michael Jordan, small forward Kobe Bryant, power forward LeBron James, and then center is probably uh, to tie right now between Wilton Kareem. Okay. So I'm a since he played since he played with the Bucks, I'm gonna go with Kareem. <laughs> okay. Who you got? Okay, yeah, this is tough. I'll say point magic, shooting guard. I'll say Curry. Shooting really? guard. Yeah. Small forward Jordan. Power forward. Power forward. Hmm. Getting your positions mixed up. Wait, did I say I got small? Okay, I got them all. Uh, power forward. I'm trying to think. I know there's good power forwards. Um, I'll put. I'll put Wilt at the. Wait, no, not Wilt. I'll put what? At, I'll put Kareem at the power forward. What? And I'll put um. Shaq at the center. Are you insane? What? Kareem plays center. He's taller than Shaq. I know, but he's skinnier. Dude. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I, I guess this is I guess this is positionless basketball then. Well, wh- why can't Kareem play power forward? Dude, he's he's known as a center. Okay. That's his position. So it would actually be between Kareem or Giannis, honestly. Mm, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd agree. I'd just say Giannis because, like, Kareem played in, like, the era where they, like, a different, like, an older era. Like, we can all admit basketball's gotten better since then. Eh. Like, he was just hit. I'm, I'm not, I'm saying, the, I know the, the sky hook was unguardable, but other than that, like, he wasn't like a, he couldn't really shoot or anything. I know. I know. I know Giannis that. can at least shoot. But, like, dude, the difference between a technical foul in the 80s versus now is insane. I'll agree, but Giannis will still bring I saw, toughness. I saw a thing on Instagram the other day, and it said, an ejection in 2023. It's, uh, it was that play, uh, in game three of the Brooklyn Nets versus Philadelphia 76ers series where uh, James Harden elbowed Royce O'Neal in the crotch. That was an ejection in 2023. They're calling ejections in the 1980s when Bill Hambeer slams Larry Bird to the ground. Damn. Yeah. And they're like, okay. and they're like crazy how much basketball's changed since then. Okay, now it's current. You're up. Okay, current? All right, yeah. we, at point guard, we got Chef Curry. Um, shooting guard. This is gonna be this is gonna be tough. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Who's a good two? Right, right now I'm gonna say Devin Booker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, small forward. Probably Jimmy Butler. And then. 
power forward Giannis, and then center the uh, the MVP Joel Embiid. Okay. Over Jokic. Okay, at, at point guard. Yeah, point guard. I got Curry. Shooting guard. I'm I'm thinking D book unless there's like someone else. P PG. Yeah, I'll take D book. Okay. Uh, small forward Kawhi. Okay. Uh, power forward. Nick Batum. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Got to go Giannis. Power forward. I put him on my all time team. He's definitely gonna be on my power forward. Mm-hmm. And then center, I'm gonna go with Jokic. Okay. Valid. I mean, dude, both Jokic and Embiid can shoot the ball. Yeah, I just think Jokic is a little more clutch and like he just plays winning basketball. And he's gotten farther in the playoffs. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right, you ready to move on to the draft? Yeah. The first pick, it was very obvious. Victor Wembenyana. Uh, in France. Any shocking? Any sh- shocking or no? No, they didn't overthink the decision. They picked with the one of the most highly anticipated draft prospects we've ever seen. Nobody, no prospect has been that hyped since LeBron. Yep, which is kind of crazy. Um, second overall pick. Brandon Miller, surprising. Well, I think we both picked them. At this this as our mock, as our yeah. Mock draft. And I I said that if because excuse me, there were multiple talks that the Pel- that the Hornets were considering treating it to the Pelicans for Zion. Yeah, and so I thought that would have been a bad move, but it would have been more. I do too now. because Zion. Because Brandon Miller, has he made some bad choices? Yes. But at least he plays. The only reason why he won't play is because he gets suspended for doing something stupid. Yeah. So, I think that's a good pick. I don't think Hornets, I don't think Hornets fans thought it was a good pick. Mm-hmm. But who knows? It could be. All right. But the third pick. Scoot Henderson, G League Ignite. Shocking? Well, no, best available at that spot. Yeah, I know. And then, um, fourth pick, Amen Thompson. You thought oh. the star was going to go for. I know. Overtime I... Elite. Dude, I, I called it. Because as soon as Amon went four, I'm like, a star is going to go five. Yeah. I got the I got the Thompson twins mixed up, and I I didn't put them back to back. I put someone else in there. I put them back to back. Yeah, I just mixed up the order. I think I put Jarris Walker at the right next. I put them back to back because I'm like, this is gonna ha- this is gonna happen because I I thought back to the um the draft with the Morrises, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, they're gonna go. Uh, I'm like, they're gonna go back to back. Like they like. The Pistons are going to take Asar after they picked Amen. I yeah. thought Asar was going to go four, Amen five, but they just swapped. Yep. Um. All right. You shocked about this? Um, the Amon pick, overtime elite. Nope. All right. Fifth pick, Detroit. Detroit Pistons. 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 Um. They selected Asar, Amon's twin brother, Asar, overtime elite. Shocking? No. Nope. No, I mean, I was kind of surprised. I thought they would have, I thought they were top 10. Not top five, but at least, at least they went back to back. Yeah. At least, um, at least Amon was in the building when his brother got drafted. Like he was, he wasn't there, but he was in the building. Uh-huh. So special moment. And then that that got that that had our top five. 
you, what was the biggest surprise? I already, I think I know what you're gonna say, but what do you, what was the biggest surprise from the draft? The full draft? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's like kind of a couple. Okay. The one I've I've told you, um, which was Cam Whitmer falling mm-hmm. all the way to twenty. The Rockets got a steal. Yes. He had health concerns. You guys, and dude. Apparently. He had health concerns, and I guess they were saying he had bad workouts in his pre-draft workouts. But if he's if he watches clips at Villanova, he he's just an absolute stud, and he he looks like he could be a star right now for a team. He was projected to go number four to the Rockets. Yeah. Look, and but I mean, look, he got to the Rockets either way. So that was one. And then another one I would say was Jet Howard at eleven. That okay. that, that was a little early. The I don't do anticipated. I hate, I, I hate his dad. I, I I'm not a fan of Jawan Howard. Jawan Howard's his dad. Yeah, Howard and Howard. That makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. I I I I, I just I thought you needed the clarification. Um, after yeah, that, most uh, people thought after, he after that, Tim, after that Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. incident. Yeah. Um, but I, just, Gundy, I mean, Van Gundy. Yeah, 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 that too. Um, you've had a lot. You've had a lot of incidents with uh, family. Um, but I think that one of the like a little bit shocking was that. Um. Hold on. Oh yeah, there was another one. Bilal Kulavi from France was drafted. Oh, oh, that he went early. Yeah, he went a little early than I thought. But this is the type of move. This is like oh yeah, I don't a like Giannis this. pick. Yeah, like um, he's only eighteen. I think is what I yeah. heard. Yeah, he's younger than uh, Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, he's only two years older than me. What? And, and yeah, his birthday. Wait, his birthday is two days before mine. I did not. I just realized that. Okay. Good. What? Yeah. So he's um. He's gonna years... turn nineteen on July twenty sixth. Yeah, and I and I'm on the twenty eighth. So he's two years and two days older than me, and That's he drafted insane. seventh overall by the Pacers. Like this is the type of pick but where you're investing did, in the future. But he got he got traded for Jarris Walker, the eighth pick to the Washington Wizards. Wait, really? Yeah. He got. Picked by Indiana, but he got he got traded on okay, okay. Washington. Well, yeah, okay. Well, th- I think this is smart by the Wizards. If they could develop him good, this could be like something like a Giannis, guy, where like he's drafted at a young age, and he gets time to work his way in it, and maybe he'll yeah, be super and a four and a foreign player. Yep. One of the um as as much like uh, the obvious um the obvious shocker was Cam Whitmore. One of the things that. I found shocking was how early Grady Dick went. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, first of all, his suit was terrible. <laughs> He's lucky he can shoot the ball. Yeah. Because that suit was awful. I mean, uh, it, was, it was just like, it's like, what, like, what are you thinking? Like, what in your, what, what good in your mind was what was what good was going through your mind when you were picking out that suit? That, that's what that is. Yeah. Um. So I just, I mean, I think that he is he a good, he's the best shooter in this draft, no doubt about it. It's just there's there's, some, I mean, obviously shooting is the biggest key in basketball. That's what gets you points. But like, there's other. That's all Grady Dick can really do. Yeah, we'll see how his career turns out. Like there's, there's these people that can attack, shoot, play defense. Grady Dick's only strength is really shooting. Okay, let's move on. So num- for number six, the Magic drafted Anthony Black from. That was, that was really that was really shocking. That was a bit shocking. Yeah, I will just agree. because he was projected to go like the spot Cam Whitmore would go. Yeah. I mean, they kind of like swaps places in a way. Mm-hmm. He uh, shot forty-five percent from the field and thirty percent from the three-point line. 
uh, which is pretty good. You'd like to see those numbers go up a little bit in the NBA, which will be harder. So, but he's six five. He's a point guard. He's a freshman, so he's got a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's going to a team which is b- building around young talent, which will he'll be with uh, the first pick last year. And, and reigning rookie of the year. Yep. And I think as long as his shot develops in the NBA uh, decently, I think he'll be a great player. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, he kind of impressed me with his passing ability at Arkansas. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't really see a lot. I mean, other than that, I didn't really see a lot of other things. Okay, yeah, for the seventh pick, the Pacers drafted Bilal Colby, which was then traded to the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And then with the eighth pick, the Wizards drafted Jairus Walker, who was then traded to the Wizard. Yeah, the Wizards. Wait, no, they dra- The Wizards drafted Jairus Walker, who was then traded to the Pacers. That's my my fault. Yeah. Jarris Walker, he's another uh, freshman. He was from Houston. He plays the forward. He was 6'8". He averaged 16 points per game, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Oh, wait. No, this was in high school. What the heck? Um, what are you looking at? I was looking. I'm just looking at his bio. It says he averaged <laughs> 11 points. Uh, oh, he's a three-point shooter. He had, he had 40% from the field. 35% from three, which is pretty good. That's not bad at all. Yeah, and then 66 from free throw, which I guess he has to improve that. And six rebounds a game. So, uh, this could be a great pick. Uh, as as you know, a lot of teams in the NBA, they're trying to get their stars, and then they're trying to fill around them with, great 3 and D guys, which is guys that can shoot the three-pointer and defend, and Jairus Walker is just another one of those guys who can play the small forward, power forward, I think. And probably small forward, I guess, would be his best fit because he'd be a little smaller uh, power forward. But I think this is a great pick by the Wizards. Another yeah. guy. Jairus Walker? Or, yeah, Wizards and those. Traded for the Pacers. Pacers, yeah. All right. Ninth pick. Take it away. Ninth pick, the Utah Jazz drafted Taylor Hendricks from UCF. He was a forward, probably going to play the power forward. He's 6'10". He's another young guy. He was a freshman from UCF. Um... He averaged 15.7 rebounds, one assist, and 1.7 blocks per game. He shot 47% from the field and 39% from deep. So that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, so, yeah, once again, another guy can stretch the floor, 6'10". He's got great length, and he can shoot the three ball. So he could be, he could definitely be deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Great, great pick by the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mav. Select Carson, Kaysen. I mean, Kaysen Wallace. Then trade to the Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder. I like, I like this pick. He's a I guard, think, six four from Kentucky. I think, he, I think he's really, un- I think he was really underlooked by a lot of uh, NBA scouts. Did you do some homework on these prospects, Fitz? A little bit. You did? You watched some of their tape? A little, yeah, a little bit. Okay. A um, little bit. But I just think, like... What did you see with his game? Just that he's he can he can attack. He, he has good, like... He has a quick first step. To the, That's has, good. Yeah, quick first step to the hole. Which the map? Which the thunder? I didn't watch. I didn't watch a lot of his tape, but that's what really stood out to me. Yeah, I watched more of like Victor Wembanyama, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, the Thompson twins. 
Nice. Some of some of Jed Howard and because for all this stuff in the Big Ten. Yeah, he used the eleventh pick. He was drafted by the Magic. Terrible pick. Back to back guards, which I thought it was a little quiet. Wait, is Jed Howard a guard? Wait, is he a forward actually? I think so. Yeah, he's six eight. Juan, his dad is like a forward. Okay, well, but... he's a shooting guard. He he might be a big shooting guard. Yeah, but back to back guard. He's like six eight. Yeah, I mean he's a big shooting guard. Maybe they'll put him at the small forward, depending on how well he can guard. I doubt it. Yeah, I feel like you'd have to be a good defensive guy to be able to put 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 out the small forward because there, there are some really good small forwards in the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's just do the lottery. So yeah. next we got the Thunder, which was this pick was traded to the Mavericks, and they selected Derek Lively the second from Duke. He was a freshman. He didn't play a lot. He's seven yeah. foot two, I I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but I mean, they I didn't I I saw some of the. Uh, I didn't watch tape on him, but the number, the, his numbers were pretty good. Yeah, he was great on the defensive end. His offensive end. Yeah, wasn't what really the best. stood out to me, what really stood out to me, was his defensive work. Yeah. He 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 struggled with injuries, which is why he was probably drafted at twelve. Some thought he could be higher if he played. He was the number one. I'm pretty sure he's the number one recruit coming out of high school in this class. In his class, he's another freshman. His some of his backstory I saw because I was I just saw something on him. His dad actually died when he was really young. And his yeah, I saw cancer. that. And, it, and he's like, so he's he really, really dealt with adversity throughout his life. Yeah, and he really was like thankful for his mom. Yeah. So that's Derek Lively the second. 13th pick, which I do not find a good pick. Grady Dick from Kansas. He got that follow from Drake. Uh, dude, dude. Uh, I, swear, I mean, if if Grady Dick, if Drake shows up in his jersey and Grady is just like bricking every shot, I'll start dying laughing. Yeah, that'd be funny. Because, get the, yeah, get unfollowed. Yeah, you have all this. You have all this. It's like it's like it's like all bark no bite. Yeah. You can talk all you want, but you got to back it up. Yep. And Grady Dick seems to be talking a lot. Dick to the Raptors. Good. Okay. Um, now, with the 14th pick, the Pelicans. This is a steal. Select Jordan Hawkins. This is a steal. One of the best shooters in this class. He came from Connecticut, which just won the finals. He was the very instrumental in their victory and success in March Madness. Probably their, arguably their best player, or most definitely their best player. Um, he's a great shooter. He has great length. He's going to be playing shrink, shooting guard right away for this team. Or maybe not right away because they do have CJ McCollum, but he'll he'll find a great role really quick. But this is a steal. Yeah. He balled out in the Final Four, and that's where the lights are at their brightest. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, for sure. And the cookouts are going to be crazy. Yeah. Family cookout with yeah. his uh, yeah, cousin. His cousin is Angel Reese. Yep. Uh, got got a lot of basketball in the blood. Yep. Okay, with the 15th pick, you said, the Hawks. Uh, Cody Bufkin of Michigan. Yep, another yep. Michigan guy. I don't. This is an all right pick. I just don't like. I don't like anything to do with Juwan Howard. Yeah, kind of a punk. Pushed one of the Wisconsin coaches for no reason, just because he was upset they lost. <laughs> Which is typical Michigan Michigan fashion. Um, but I I mean I like this pick. He can he can kind of shoot. He's a, he he had he had some good defense. Has some good defense. Um, he's and he's a he's a lefty. Yes, sir. Shout yeah. out to all the lefties out there. Yeah, all the lefty hoopers. 
Um, so, I mean, I think that – I think that – I think he has to develop before we know whether this pick is good or bad. Yeah. In my in my opinion. So. All right. Next pick was uh, belonged to the the Jazz. The Jazz, and they got Keontae George from Baylor. Another I, guy that could really get to the cup. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about him. Six but... four guard. Okay. Freshman. Okay. So, yeah. There's a real run on freshman in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he averaged fifteen point three points per game. Okay. It's two assists, a steal, and two point two and a half or close to two and a half threes per game. But that those aren't bad numbers. Yep. Are I can't numbers. get it. I, I don't see his shooting percentage. Yeah, those 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 aren't bad numbers at all. Oh, they said oh yeah. He was hot he was very hot and cold from the three point line. He shot thirty three point eight percent. But what was looks what does look promising which will translate very nicely, is he shot 80% at the free throw line, which that's great uh, coming from a college guy. Yeah, those are great numbers. So that's Keontae George. And then 17th pick belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. And they picked Jalen Hood Shafino from Indiana. And in my opinion, this is... This is probably one. Of, this is probably one of the best, if not the best, ball handlers in the draft. Really? Yeah, because he he has a quick, he's a quick attack, and can get to the cup, and draw draw foul. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Do you think this could be a precursor to possibly them uh, replacing D'Angelo Russell? Um, I think they have to give it a year. Give it a year. It it sure is looking like it. There you go. With the 18th pick, Heat drafted Jaime Jaquez Jr. from the University of California, Los Angeles. I like go, this pick. Go Bruins. Oh, okay. 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 I like this pick. Heat culture strikes again. Yeah. Dear God. Um, I, 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 I like this pick because he's got – I mean, from his days in UCLA, he can shoot the he can kind of shoot the ball. He can shoot. He can yeah, he can shoot. And he can he can attack and he's he's a bigger he's he's on he's one of the bigger guys. So, I think this is a good pick. And he's well he's well versed. Yeah. He he's actually one of the older people in this draft class. He just came off his senior year. Uh, he's a six. He's six. He's a six-six forward. Um, and let's see. Uh, he averaged seventeen a game with eight rebounds and two point four assists and one point five steals last year. Uh, he won Pac-12 Player of the Year, uh, which is the first time you see that guy won since Kevin Love. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. And he's just what what I found in watching him. I didn't watch a ton of college basketball, but often when I watched him, is he's just he was just a, a great floor general for this team. I know he didn't play the point, but he's just like the calming the presence. point forward. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say like the point forward necessarily because he didn't get a lot of assists and stuff. But he was like that calming presence that if the team needed a bucket, they just pass it to him. He's a great veteran for UCLA. And he was just that guy that would consistently night in and night out show up when not everyone else would. <laughs> and he was a big part of why UCLA was so successful. I think they got a number two seed in the March Madness. And that came a large part due to him. Yeah. So. His sister plays for the women's team at UCLA. Yeah. I think she'll be a sophomore. They sh- they sh- it says his game has shades of Rui Hachimar and Anthony Lamb. Anthony Anthony Lamb. Yeah, that's his like player. Oh, that he plays for the Warriors. Yeah, Rui and Anthony Lamb, like a mix between those two. Okay. He's not the most explosive guy, but he has great footwork. Uh, and yeah, he's 
he's definitely a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 19th pick. I don't know how long the lottery is, but I just want to get to 20. Dude, yeah. Not... The lottery was the lottery was over at 14. Okay. Well, just two more. The, yeah. the 19th pick, the Warriors draft Pudzimski from Santa Clara. Another Santa Clara guy. Back-to-back years. This is a great shooter. Uh, this could be a guy that could really step in and get buckets. He's really another great. Lefty. Yeah, another lefty. Shout out to those lefties out there. Okay. And uh, I think he could develop well and, you know, more shooting for the Warriors like they need anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, with the 20th pick, my boy Cam Whitmer, I'm going to be rooting for him because he's one of those underdogs that really slid. I think uh, people are going to sleep on him too. I think he'll come out and he'll prove him wrong. Yeah. I think he'll be in the rookie of the year conversation. Yeah, definitely. He underwent uh, injury problems throughout his career, but when Dude, he played, if he can he stay healthy. Showed out. If he can stay healthy. He's an absolute steal. Yeah, I think he'll be a baller for the Houston Rockets. Who they just keep on adding new guys. They got, I mean, young good guys. They got now, and this they got him. They got him and Thompson, and they got Jalen Green. So it's looking good over there in Houston. Young, good young core. And Sujin. Who? Uh, Alperin Sujin. Oh, oh yeah. Alperin yeah, Sujin. Yeah. My fault. Yeah, yeah he's, he's pretty good. Is he younger? Yeah. On the younger, younger side. Yeah, he's pretty good, too. Yeah. All right. I did see him on Shacked in the Fool, though. But you know, we all have those moments. I do too. We all all have brain farts. Um, okay, that was the NBA draft, the big ones. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, free agency. Free agency starts at the end of the week, and as you guys have, and if you guys have been with us from the very beginning, since Christian and I have very high pitched voices, we do three episodes for th- since there's three days. Of NBA free agency, we do three different episodes because there's so much to cover in three different three days. There's so much to cover from day one, day two, and day three. Last year's free agency was just insane, and if that, any and if any hint last year we like this year, boy, we are in for a treat. Um, right now, the the main the main um, the main the main free agents are going to be Russell Westbrook, who has uh, he'll be a free unrestricted free agent with the Clippers, and uh, which means he he is um, let loose and can go anywhere he wants and sign whatever kind of deal he wants. He's thirty four years. Saves the best though. I want him. I want him you, back. you want him back? Yeah, he's just a tough guy. He he was really one of the one of the guys fighting throughout that Sun series. Mm-hmm. When we were down he had that, with our he had that great He had that great defensive play in game one. Yeah. Um, and then the main one is – and then another – he is uh, – his 2020 – his uh, contract last year is about $46 million. Um, so, up, he's, it's up there. And then another one is Chris Middleton to decline his $40 million playoff, player option deal. Uh, last week, and he will become an unrestricted free agent with the Milwaukee Bucks. Middleton played. Middleton was drafted by Detroit with the 39th pick in the 2012 draft, and was traded for Brandon Jennings in the summer in the offseason of 2013. And he's been with Milwaukee ever since. Started he and Giannis started together and built a team that led, led them all the way to the championship. So he is declining his 40 million dollar player option. I have a good feeling he'll stay, but I mean. If any, if any indication of last year, you never know with these guys. Yeah. Another right. guy, Draymond Green, declined his player option. So he'll be a free agent as well. Mm-hmm. It, we already talked about that. Is, uh, is Zach Levine going to be a free agent? Um, I'm not sure. I don't, know. I don't see him on the list. Okay. Maybe like- there's just talk of him getting traded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. another big, another big one would be well. Kristaps Porzingis already signed, 
Uh, we Kristaps Porzingis got traded to Boston for it's a three team deal with Boston, Washington, and Memphis, which sends Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics. Marcus Smart, the longtime Celtic, and if it puts it into any perspective of how long he's been there, he was there in the Isaiah Thomas era. That's how long Marcus Smart has been in Boston. So he's he's been there, and now he's going to be in Memphis with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. The last two defensive players of the year are going to team up in Memphis. So should be a uh, good defense for the Grizzlies. Yeah, and then go over oh, – before we talk about the Bradley Beal trade, um, also the, the at, at first that trade with Porzingis was a – three-team trade involving the Clippers, which we were supposed to get Malcolm Brogdon. But that trade broke down as we found some concerning, like just like injury reports on Brogdon or something. And we didn't feel satisfied with that trade. So um, that's why we pulled out. And then it just uh, changed into Marcus Mark got, got went into that trade. And, and instead of Brogdon and and I think it was a different team was added to it or something. But yeah. Yeah. A little shocking. And then um I wanna yeah, get back to the Bradley Beal trade. Yeah. Um so Bradley Beal got traded to the uh the Phoenix Suns. He arrived here in the valley yesterday. Um and he is he got traded for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and a couple of draft picks. Oh, yeah, we got to go over the Chris Paul trade, too. Oh, dude, that was so huge. Yeah, that was, I was surprised by that. First. I was, too. Big Chris Paul trade. We knew that he was going to get traded. We just didn't know where. But once you guys hear it, you're going to be really, really shocked. Chris Paul is going to the Warriors. And you're not – and. He got traded for Jordan Poole. So that opens up number three. Yeah. Yeah, think about it. Every every guy gets to keep number three. Jordan Poole gets to have number three in Washington. Bradley Beal gets to have number three in Phoenix. Chris Paul gets to have number three in Golden State. CP3? 3-3-3. Yep. Um... This was another move that was a lot of, uh, predicated on the contract situation. Jordan Poole is going into a big contract. The Warriors really want to keep, which uh, Draymond Green's due to, to with the contract this year. Clay Thompson's due next year, and Poole had a had a huge contract that was set to go into effect this coming year, and that got. Offloaded to the Wizards. It's Mike Dunleavy's first big deal. Uh, his first big move. The GM. The GM. Yeah. Uh, Poole didn't really play to his own standards in the playoffs this year, which carried a lot of effect on the Warriors, which were definitely contenders, and made it all the way to the Western Conference semifinals. Uh, they had a great playoff series against the um, Kings. And really, throughout the playoffs, Jordan Poole didn't step up. But he did have career uh, career highs in points per game through the regular season, which is good. And I really yeah. be rooting for him. And Washington, he's, he's de- I'd say he's one of my top five favorite players to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another um... – I would agree with you on that. So Curry's going to be playing the shooting guard probably. Yeah. The three. And then Clay would go to the three. Yeah. That, do you think Curry would be good at the at the shooting guard? I mean, he yeah, historically, I've heard. I don't know exactly. I haven't done my own, like, analysis or whatever. But I've heard that Curry's been historically better as a shooting guard. Now, because I got a question. If you think a lot of his points come off of, like, uh, screens – from other players not a lot of times it's not a lot it's not a lot of, it's not always him uh taking dribble dribbling into his jumper it's a lot of coming off of screens and then getting over yeah for sure um 
Are you shot? Do you think Curry's better off the dribble or catch and shoot? Hmm. I'd say catch and shoot because if he if you can get him open with that quick release, he's deadly. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's let's go back to free agency. I'm I'm a little nervous about this next one. Brooke Lopez is going to be a free agent. Oh yeah, there's been this talk made, about that. This is really worrying me. It's real. I'm really worried about this. I don't think the Bucks are going to be able to afford him. That's what's making me nervous. That's what's making me nervous. Especially if they want to keep Middleton. Would you take Middleton or Brooke Lopez if you could decide? Middleton because he's more he's more of our he's more of our team than Lopez. If we could get both of them, great. But if if you're asking between one or the other, I'd pick Chris Middleton. Okay. See. Jake, Jake Crowder is also a free agent, but I don't. But I think we can afford him. His his uh, his contract is only nine million dollars. Yeah. And then Javon Carter is also a free agent for us. Baldy. Yeah. And the Joe Bald Eagles. And Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is old. I know. I, in some instances, I want to bring him back just because he's a veteran. He um, can shoot the rock. Yeah, he can shoot it. 38% from three. When, yeah, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that's really uh, – people are really wondering about is Bruce Brown. What's his future going to be? Is he going to stay he with Duncan? option with the – with the Nuggets, because it was way too cheap. Uh, well, keep in mind, Bobby Portis did that when they won the championship and he resigned. So I think I think that's going to be the same. Bruce Brown is going to resign. But he's definitely going to get that cheddar. Oh, 100%. That's why he declined it. 100% because Bobby, Bobby Portis... Lights out. Yeah, Bobby Portis declined his contract, uh, resigned... Uh, Two years, nine million. Had an amazing season, and declined that, and then resigned four years, forty-eight million. Mm-hmm. So, there's always there's always room, and then Javon Carter, we can totally afford him. His contract's only two million, but he had that one good game against the Thunder. Do you think Brooke could play the four on a team? Brooke Lopez? Yeah. No. No, he'd play the five. No. I don't think he could play. Um, I don't think he can play. Not the four, at least. I think he's only a three. What? No, not. My bad, my bad. I think he's only a five. Yeah, okay. I'm tired. I'm sorry. Three, uh, five, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Some somewhere in the ballpark. <laughs> um but Christian, do you think like do you think Bruce Brown is likely to stay? I mean they just won the championship. I mean I would you you'd think so, but you know, if a team gives him a good offer Would you be shocked if he left? I wouldn't be shocked because like I've said before, you only have a short window in the NBA to make your money. And he's got a championship. How many other players can say that? It's very rare for teams to get a championship. I mean, players to get a championship. So he's got his championship. That's a career-defining moment already that he's accomplished. So if he wants to go after the bread next, I would not blame him for that. Or if he wants to stick and build something special, maybe possibly create a dynasty, which Michael Malone keeps on talking about, which is kind of annoying. I feel like he just needs to shut up. Like... He keeps saying they're gonna win more. He doesn't even he, he can't even accept the, the their first championship. He's already oh, he, accept, more. he accepted it. Well, I I I know, but like, how many how many teams go after that say like, hey, we're gonna keep winning and winning and winning? Like, a lot of it is due to luck. Sometimes your like your your star players get injured and then you you can't do anything about it. Oh no, so. I don't, I, I don't know. He thinks, they think that if Jamal Murray wasn't injured, they would have won the championship last year instead of Golden State. I don't know. I don't. That's that's a what. That's that's another. That's a what if. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. 
another another shocking one is Lonnie Walker is going to be a free agent. He had a he had a um, he had that one great fourth quarter in Game Four against the Warriors for the Lakers. So I, I I don't think I don't think he'll leave. Darvin Ham really likes Lonnie Walker. Well, I think, I think Lonnie will see. He definitely was not satisfied with his role on the team. Yeah. Because, you know, all those midseason acquisitions, he got really buried on the depth chart with those. I know. He was just playing very good basketball before that. I think yeah. he was like 15. They added, like, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt. A lot of, lot of more. Lot, it was kind of like, kind of got rid of, like, half their squad in a way. Yeah, he went from being a starter to being like a buried on the de- bench. No, no, which kind of sucks. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised in a way, but in the way I would be, just because. I mean, just because like the Durban Ham really likes him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't you can't go based off that. Are there any other big name free agents? Um, Grant Williams, I guess. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, he really turned Jimmy Butler on on crazy mode. I know. Yeah, especially especially in game two. Yeah, but more <laughs> solid player. Yeah, he can shoot. He had seven. He had like eight, seven or eight threes in Game Seven against the Bucks. I think now would be a good time for him to leave because Porzingis is probably going to replace him. I know. He can but, find a better value out there. It depends. They don't play the same position. Well, Porzingis could play, play the four. Okay. Because he he's not really like. He's he he got better defensively, but he's 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 offense. He doesn't really play down low. He's more of a spread the court and shoot the three ball. Okay. Another one is Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Where do you think he'll go? Mm, I don't think a contending team because I don't think they want to put up with him. I'd say. Maybe on like uh maybe like on the Raptors or something. Have him be with Grady Dick and Drake. Well, I don't know, like some team that's like not really contenders right now. Maybe or like the Pistons or, or the Wizards. I don't think Dame could put up with them. That at mm, that's bad. <laughs> he might he might drive Dame out of Portland. Yeah. To be honest, but do you think Dylan Brooks leaving Memphis is John Morant's fault? Or no? Um. Wait, what? Wait, do you think Dil- Do you think Dylan Brooks leaving Memphis is John Morant's fault? No, I think it's his playoff. Antics and I don't respect all, you till you give the, me forty. All the smack talk. I'm a. I, I poke I'm bears. A, uh, yeah, I poke bears. I I don't respect nobody till they come out and give me forty. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's what got him out of there. Okay, and Memphis just didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, I mean I'm surprised they deal with John Moran, but mainly because that's their franchise. Okay, I have a question to ask you. Yeah, it seems like throughout, throughout a lot of sports, well, especially the NFL and NBA, but it seems maybe a little more so in the NBA. Uh, okay. The playoffs carry a lot of weight in determining like the fit for a player on the team. Like as we saw with Jordan Poole and Dylan Brooks, they didn't they didn't have very good uh, playoff performances. However, they did do very, pretty well in the regular season. But I wouldn't. Both of them are not on their current teams anymore. So listen. What do you think about that? Do you think I, the playoffs shouldn't matter as much in determining how a player fits on the team or what? 
Well, first of all, I would never give the Dylan Brooks Jordan Poole comparison. Those are two completely different situations. Well, Dylan Brooks was a pretty good player this year. Yeah, but his mouth got him out of the his mouth got him out of the team. Yeah, I, I, maybe, but that's just the playoffs, though. I know, but still, he wasn't really talking that much during the regular season, was he? Yeah, kind of. It was more in the playoffs, but he was still talking in the regular season. I feel like Jaw was talking more in the regular season. And we're fine with the win. Dylan Brooks really, really pissed off the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Uh, so those are two completely different situations. Jordan Poole just kind of collapsed. Dylan Brooks killed himself. In a way. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So free agency, I believe, is to start uh, this thir- uh, Thursday, June 29th, 2023. That's when it usually starts. So, um, or j- either June, 30- June 29th or June 30th, but... Either way, stay tuned. Um, it should be a good free agency. There's a lot of different free agents. Curious to see where they all end up. If, if it's anything like last year, we're in for a treat. And it, for about, for our, we, since we talk a lot, about, I know uh, Christian's not probably gonna, maybe going to watch a little bit of it, but check out the match. That'll be on TNT. It's the Capital One match, and it is between Steph Curry and Clay Thompson versus Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, a lot of trash talking, and should be a lot of fun to watch. So if you get a chance, turn that on. It's on June 29th, and I think it takes place in Vegas. So just turn it on for a little bit and see what's going on, and hopefully try to – who do you think will win? I think think Steph – I'm going to go with Curry and Thompson. Yeah, because I think – Curry played a lot of golf. Remember, Curry played golf was uh, at a at a golf store getting his golf clubs fixed during the finals two years ago, or, or last year. Yeah, he's a he's a good golfer. Mm-hmm. And I saw Travis Kelsey in that that little height like video before. Did you see that one where they had to do like the Happy Gilmore swing and stuff? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Travis ter- Kelsey wasn't doing too good at it was that. Terrible. Yeah. I do wrong. Patrick Mahomes is an all right golfer. It's basically going to be like Patrick Mahomes versus Steph Curry and, and uh, Clay Thompson versus Travis. Oh, and I think, 100%. I think both the Warriors duo is going to win their matchups. I do too. But I think it, it'll be fun. Like, especially, I think I might try to tune in because if they if they start talking trash, that would be pretty fun to watch. Yeah, and it would be funny depending on what what kind of trash they're talking And about. And Draymond's going to be commentating. Yeah, the Dr- welcome to the Draymond Green Show. Yep, so I think it, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try to watch it on Thursday. Oh, I, so. Yeah, you don't have to be a golf fan to watch it. Yeah, I'll like try to watch it's, it. It's basketball players and football players. It should be fun. So tune in if you can. If not, no big deal. But that's all we got for you. Free agency starts on either Thursday or Friday. Stay tuned for what it goes. Um, should be a, should be a good one. Yep. It should be going for sure. I'm excited. To see what's mm. going. I'm excited to see what's going on. Yeah, me too. All right. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Well, we appreciate you tuning into this episode. Uh, many more to come since we are on summer break. Um, and just prepare to listen to more episodes. We got NBA free agency day one, day two, day three coming at you for our next three episodes, uh, back to back to back. Hopefully, if not, we will get we will get them pretty close together because it's appropriate to do free agency pretty close together. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm Fitz Kerrigan. Richard And we will see you guys in NBA free agency day one. See ya. Yeah.